How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Summit State of Mind. This is the Commissioner here to let you know that we have a great and exciting new episode for y'all today. Episode 35 coming at you. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We have another guest coming back on the show. Returning once again, Raheel Ramzanali comes on the pod to discuss a lot of different things. We're going to discuss the end of Hakeem Olajuwon's illustrious career, ending, capping off the celebration of Hakeem's career from 34. And we are going to basically be covering it post-championship all the way up to his retirement. And on top of that, Raheel has a hilariously sad story of Hakeem, and he's going to be able to share that with us today. And then we're also going to play a few games. How can we have Raheel on the podcast without playing a few games? If you guys like basketball and or wrestling, oh man, this is going to be the episode for y'all. There's going to be a ton of, there's going to be, not a ton, but there's going to be a few games played with wrestling involved. Definitely, if you like basketball and you know a little bit of wrestling, this is going to be a lot of fun for you. You're going to store for a great episode. It's always nice to have Raheel on because he always comes on with the intel, with a lot of, uh, his thought process is always great, and he's just an awesome person to be around. A bro, by uh, all means, so we are excited to have him back on the show, and then we're also going to cap off and go home on another game, another Mount Rushmore, what type of Mount Rushmore you're going to play, you don't know, you're going to find out very soon, so right here, that's enough of me talking, let's go ahead and move forward here with episode 35 with Raheel Ramzanali, here on the Summit State of Mind. Times I feel old like I'm going out of style So I turn down the music on my FM dial I beg of you to come and listen for a while And look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child This is my What is going on everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind The podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks And everything Houston Rockets I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny With me is my brother, my tag team partner The GM, Justin How's it going, big brother? Beautiful Friday morning, sun's out, sun is shining. We're all here. How are you feeling today? I'm walking on sunshine like my boy Fry from uh, Futurama. You know, I'm happy, I'm giddy, I'm ready to take on the weekend. Do you know any? Do you know any more lyrics besides "Walking on Sunshine"? I don't even think that's the right lyrics, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, I think it was. <laughs> it was okay. Okay, cool. It's 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 9:30 in the morning. You know, going straight from the dome. Uh, that's right. Yeah, not not too sure, but I, I'm excited. <laughs> we're, walk, well, we're walking on sunshine right now because we have another awesome guest on the show returning for his second time on the pod. Number two. I was going to say number two, and I couldn't think of a number two. I was thinking Luther Head, maybe, but <laughs> and he's thinking about it right now. Let me introduce you. I'm going to give a I'm going to give a quicker introduction than last time because that was his first time, but I will give him an introduction. Nonetheless, digital co-host of the No Layup Show with David Nuno on ABC 13, current sideline reporter of the Houston Sabercats, host of the Raheel Show podcast, the man, the myth, the legend, Raheel, freaking Ramzanali back on the show. How's it going, Raheel? Welcome What's back. What's up, guys? Man. How y'all doing, man? Thank you for having me back on. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> oh, man, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. No, man, yes. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> you guys making some time for me, talking some hoops. So I, I'm for it, man. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. That's what we're here. That's what we're here for, man. We're here to talk about hoops, here to talk about it. So we're excited. We're excited. But man, real quick, though, just on a quick side note. Oh, my goodness. Just Houston sports, man. We, you know, the Houston Astros, just real quick, like, well, geez, oh. like we we've needed this, yes. you know. We need th- this has been a nice dose of medicine for <laughs> the city of Houston, right? Oh, I know absolutely. we like we all get hung up on the bullpen not being good, but this reminds me of 2017, 2019 as well, where we go, man, everything else is so good that <laughs> we're, we're worried about just upgrading the bullpen because this team is already a World Series contender. It's it's that good of a team, that good of an offense. It's going to be. It's going to end up being a historic offense. And the biggest complaint we have is, can we just find some bullpen help? Like, not even Short not up. even a whole new bullpen, just like one more piece. Just yes. so we're really, like, we're really geared up and ready to go for the World mm-hmm. Series. I think as is, this team is going to make a run to the World Series no matter what. Um, they might run out of arms because that always happens because of just how long the postseason is and yeah. you pick up on mm-hmm. tendencies and all that. So it would be nice to have another guy in there. But this team is – it's legit, man. They've got their mojo. There's no more 
trash cans, you know, oh, the, the yeah. trash talk, all that. It's all over. Like this team is back. Oh yeah. yeah we're dude, we're happy to see like the younger guys step up. You're seeing mm-hmm. Chaz, you know, smooth Chaz in the morning, our boy McCormick yep. hitting have his first multi-homer game. We got, you know, the young guys like Toro hit a home run yesterday too. Um, Rebel Garcia, he's hidden and he even hit, had a walk off earlier in the year. We got all these young guys stepping up. Like they're not afraid of the big moment. I think that's a testament to the organization in general. The yeah. Astros are about winning and these guys, they're coming in and they're geared and they're ready and they're excited. So it's really fun to see. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm just ready. I'm ready for some October baseball. I had a rep at one time, guys. You know, speaking of Toro, and uh, I had to rep the Sugarland Skeeters. <laughs> and then, of course, I had to double it up with a Where the F is Toro shirt. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, dude, that awesome. Great, great stuff. Great stuff. Well, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. So let me uh, just recap with all the listeners here, including you, Raheel, uh, what we've been doing. We've been doing this now for two weeks straight, celebrating Hakeem's career. We started with episode 34. We have celebrated it from the beginning, from the draft when he was a tall, lanky Nigerian, uh, number one overall pick, all the way up to his second championship and so on and so forth. So I thought it would be great to get you on this podcast to kind of just talk about his career post-championship. But I do have a question, though. What what was your first memory of Hakeem the Dream? My first memory was like I said last time, my dad, you know, we're watching the game and hearing that Hakeem is a Muslim. And that was my like, what? Hold on. And he's like me, right? Like that was my first memory yeah. of him. I don't remember the game. I don't remember like the exact moment, but I remember that was my first introduction to him. And then my first like real vivid memory was when he's fasting during Ramadan and he's still playing games. And I'm like, wow, that is next level, right? Even as a kid, <laughs> I hated fasting and and I was like, this sucks. This isn't fun. And he's doing it right before a game and he's breaking his fast during a game. Like they had a room for him. I remember that just a prayer room to, so he could do that. And you can, I remember seeing that room too. And I was like, it's just a little closet. Basically it wasn't, it wasn't a big room, right? It's just a little closet. Right. But it, it, it just sounded so much cooler. Like, man, he has his own room so he can break his fast and, and then he comes back and he just puts up points. It was awesome. So like, that's my first real memory of, okay, this guy is legit. It's it's interesting that you said that, you know, he was doing it while he was fasting. People don't tend to, to realize, but he, he, I don't know how many times he did it, but he won Western conference player of the month while mm-hmm. you on one of the months while he was fasting. So I'll, when I found that out, I was like, man, so this guy has to be the best player in the world. Come on, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like you can't think of anyone better. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Let's move forward here. So obviously the championships are like a big, huge deal, but I did want to touch up on you on, on his post career. Cause I thought that that was, you know, it should be discussed. It should be talked about because obviously the team goes to the pajama Navy blue jerseys, uh, they pick up Charles Barkley at the expense of Cassell and Robert Ori, obviously. Just what was your what was your thoughts on, you know, your memories that you have yeah. during that pajama jersey era? Obviously, the downslope of his career, he's like mm-hmm. uh, over 32 now, obviously not in his prime anymore. What do you remember? Yeah, so he's over, he's 33, right? Or 96, he's 33, 34, heading into mm-hmm. that. So, like, he's he's getting older. Uh, typically, an NBA player doesn't play that long, which is still, like, what, 33, 34? That's it. Like, usually, you're, you're wrapping it up there. Um, what I remember about the Barkley thing, I want to start there, is I remember being, because at that point, I'm I'm in a middle school. Like, I'm I'm a sixth grader, right? So, I remember all of this. We were at a dinner with family and, you know, the rumors were flying that Charles Barkley is coming to the Houston Rockets and it wasn't official yet. So imagine before social media rumors are flying. I don't know how those rumors started flying because I didn't listen to sports radio back then. I don't think my cousins did either, but somehow we all found out that Barkley's coming to the Houston Rockets. And then the next day it was on the Houston Chronicle front page. They trade for him. And uh, we, we still didn't believe it. Like, we're like, there's no way that he's actually going to be here because, you know, as basketball fans, you know who Charles Barkley is. And mm-hmm. sure, he's not the same Charles Barkley, but he's still Charles Barkley. Like, he's still one of the best players in the league and he, he's a veteran and he, you get mm-hmm. one step closer to winning a title again. So we still didn't believe it until the first game when he actually suited up and we're like, 
oh, he's actually a rocket. Like, oh, that yes, like <laughs> this is real. So it, it was kind of it was kind of wild, man. I remember that like very vividly. I remember the the, the Houston Chronicle picture um, just of that trade. So, yeah, it, that that was my that that's when I was like, OK, they're all in. And this is going to be awesome. They're going to they're going to win the title. Like who's going to stop them? Right. They've got they, they've got the best players. Hakeem is still OK. Uh, they still got Rudy. Like everything's going to be fine. And then the season happened and they're like, OK, they're a decent team. They're not a bad team. They're, yeah, they started a out great hot. team. Yeah. Like but they were, like they, they were two and one yeah. or something. I remember. Yeah. Barkley goes off. And you're like, oh, man, he, you know, he found the 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 bottle. Well, no, what's it? The fountain, the fountain of, youth. of youth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then Barkley used to live in Sugarland at, uh, during the season. So mm. my friend who used to go to the Q Sports Club off of 59, Barkley would be there in the hot tub all the time. And he was like, yeah, I hung out with Charles Barkley. I'm like, what? And I was like, this is incredible. Like, what are you talking about? Like, sneak me into the, the Q Club. That's what it was called. Yeah. And he never <laughs> did. So that's my other memory of, of, of post uh post championship years rockets is not Gosh. being able to sit in the hot tub with barkley <laughs> <laughs> do you remember at that yeah. you remember at that time like uh that year specifically it was either 97 or 98 when the the rumors were running rampant mid-season like we were supposed to get bring in like kevin johnson from retirement and we were supposed to trade mario ellie for damon stoudemire i believe at that point it was oh, wow. 97 or 98 those. there was rumors running around at that point that my dad was telling me about I remember as a kid, he was like, oh, you remember you heard of Damon Sotomayor from the Toronto Raptors. And they were talking about how he was supposed to be traded for Mario Ellie. And that's why Mario Ellie had so much angst against the organization mm. for the next like year and a half. And when he that's why he when he signed with San Antonio in 99, that was just to get back at us. So that, that's something that I remember I, I forgot about. And I, I remembered that very recently. I was like, oh, man, I forgot because I know they didn't want to run with Matt Maloney as a starting point guard the whole year. Yeah, as it was supposed to be. Uh, was it Brent Price at that point? And then he tore his ACL, I believe, from what I recall. But there's just a lot of random things. The Q Club thing that cracked me up because I remember my friend, his dad worked out with with Charles and Akeem at the Q Club back in the day. So that cracks me up. I just remember, I was like, dude, the, that was the even Q before Club. his 24 hour fitness. Yeah, yeah, I think Ken, yeah. Ken before turning 20, that's right. They all went there. That blows my mind. That's what, so what? funny. Yeah, it's interesting that you know, you say all that too. Like even with the end with uh Mario Ellie's thing, I'm like, what is up with any Kim's career? I'm like, what is up with the Rockets just always having sour endings with their players? Like, why can't they just ride off into the sunset nicely? <laughs> but that's what good franchises do. Uh, yeah, I, right. you know, like the Patriots, even, we celebrate the yeah. Patriots for that, right? That's they, yeah. they get rid of guys before the end is near, right? So they can get something in return. And mm-hmm. It just when when our franchises do, we're like, wait, hold on, we have an emotional connection to these guys, right? That's it why it more, sucks a little bit more. That's but that's true. what that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed yeah. to, you know, Turn it's a business, and you're supposed to get something back mm-hmm. uh, for somebody that is aging or isn't playing as well, and it just sucks to lose them. But that's what good franchises are supposed to do. Absolutely, reheal. You hit the nail on the head with that. Uh, in terms of what great teams do, the Chicago Bulls, need we forget about the last dance, what, what uh, Chicago Bulls did in 1998 after Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and Phil Jackson. So I agree with you there. Before we move on, we have to go ahead and put a good plug in here for y'all to let you know about the greatest and best anime retro goods store on this side of Houston and in the entire city of H-Town. You're talking about something that is culture crossing and culture changing. Anime being what it is now, not being closeted anymore. So many YouTube videos, so many creators now are putting anime at the forefront. And for this brand that has been on the grind for years and has been continually getting better and better, putting out better and better products, they were one of the OGs and they are here in the city of Houston, and that is Day Off. Are you tired of the same old anime tees? You tired of the same old mallcore look, the uh, Galleria mallcore look? Don't you want to see some older classic animes getting love? Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods, from animes like Macross and Neon Genesis Evangelion to Cowboy Bebop. My Hero Academia, my personal favorite, Shokugeki no Soma. Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. You can use the code right now, DAYOFFSUMMIT, for a 10% off discount at dayoff.shop. That is D-A-Y dash O-F-F dot shop. 
I'll say it once, and I've said it a million times on this podcast to let y'all know that this is the best graphic anime retro tea store you can ever find in the city of houston he has been everywhere just did austin he's going to be doing more cons uh later on he's going to be posting it as he goes be sure to watch and follow and be sure to continue supporting this wonderful brand my best friend's brand day off that is d-a-y dash o-f-f dot shop and as we move on here with another great episode with raheel we're going to go ahead and ask him the dreaded question of course, how Hakeem Olajuwon's career ends, but with a trade to the Toronto Raptors. We're going to get his feelings on it, the feelings of the city, and we're going to find out how it impacted him and how it impacted him and made him feel. So we're going to dive, we're going to dissect, and we're going to continue on here on the Summit State of Mind. How'd you, how'd you, feel, how'd you feel when... Uh... When Akeem Olajuwon got traded to Toronto, like, do you have any vivid memories of that? I thought it was fake. <laughs> I legit thought it was <laughs> right, fake. right. Like at that point, the internet, 2000, 2000, 99, 2000, the internet is up and running. Um, you know, we were lucky enough to have the internet in our house, like 95, 96, roughly around there. Um, and I was always on NBA.com. Like, like literally, I would spend probably three hours a day on NBA.com reading the same stuff over and over again. Um, and then 99, 2000, like you start, you started getting videos online, right? Like you used to get, you had to download them. There were huge files. Um, you know, Kenny, I don't know if you're, 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 you're not familiar with it, but I know Justin, you probably are. It was, it was rough trying to like watch yeah. stuff online, like the highlights and clips <laughs> and on like on hoops TV, you, you, there's a mm-hmm. website called hoops.tv, yeah. which was the place to be like, you would get all the highlights from Rucker park from, mm-hmm. uh, other, you know, uh, other pickup games and, you know, NBA guys working off in the off season. So that's what I used to spend most of my time on. And I remember when Hakeem got traded, I was like, what, why would this is, this can't be real. Like, why would they, why would they trade him to Toronto? Why would he want to even go? Like what, what's happening? Yeah. I remember um, reading so stuff. So I, like I didn't believe it and I still don't believe it. Like I when I see <laughs> pictures of it, I think it's it's Photoshop. It's the weirdest. It, it yeah. is seriously the weirdest thing. And you're mm-hmm. right, because like when I was a kid, I don't I don't have any memories of it. I think I I think we just tuned into one game when I was a kid. I was maybe like nine years old and just popped up and I'm like, this wait, like that's our guy. Why yeah. is he? Yeah. You know, and I don't understand hoops at that time yeah. either. So that it was it was weird, me, yeah. It was unreal. Like I remember uh, reading about it, my dad told me um, he was like, Hakeem is getting traded to Toronto. I was like, what are you talking about? Like what? Like that makes no sense. I remember like many years later, probably like a decade later, I read a story on clutch fans, like about like how someone ran into him at a Kroger and he told the guy like, Oh, I'm not going to be in, I'm not going to be a rocket anymore. And the guy thought he was lying. <laughs> and then like two days later, Hakeem's in Toronto. I was like, what? <laughs> Man. Do you guys yes. remember the actual trade? Like who was traded for him? No, I don't. Not, not off the top all. of my head. It's no, not Vince right? Carter. It wasn't, it. it wasn't Vince Carter. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or so nobody somebody. remembers that either. That's what I was going to, I was going to look it up, but I was like, let me see if anybody remembers the actual trade. Right, and nobody, fact, I like, it's almost like it really didn't happen. I'm not even joking. Nobody yeah. remembers it. That, are we being Man- Man- are Mandela we, effect? Are we getting Mandela <laughs> affected right now by this yeah. whole thing? Hakeem was never, he retired a rocket. Don't even start. This, so that's it, was, uh, it was Boston Knockbar. <laughs> oh, Boki. Yeah, Boki Knockbar. So uh, 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 sorry, a number 15 uh-huh. in the 2002 NBA draft. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, let me see. Yeah, that was it. That blows my mind. 2004 NBA playoffs hero, Boki Nakbar, tearing up Carl Malone's jersey. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to yeah. ask. Wow, huh, interesting. See, I I feel like if you would have asked any any Rocket fan, I don't think mm-hmm. they could tell you because they don't they don't want to look back at that memory. That's not a, that's a memory I feel like we've mm-hmm. all kind of removed. Yes. Brain. But yeah. nonetheless, and a, and a fantastic and amazing a career to Hakeem Olajuwon. I think we are all in agreement. Raheel, we, I have to ask you, for, with our prior guest, he agrees, but do you believe he's the greatest center of all time? Yes. Yeah, that, there's no there, there's no other center that even comes close to My him. I, the, the footwork, <laughs> the intensity, staying with his team. Okay, if we're mm-hmm. gonna, we have to celebrate loyalty. that. In, in mm-hmm. Loyalty. I mean, there were some rough patches. There were some rough patches. As always. Uh, but 
he mm-hmm. stayed with his team, right? And, and he won the title. He got to the top and what, did it twice. Uh, mm-hmm. Was one of the best defensive players at that position. It was incredible mm-hmm. to watch him play defense. He revolutionized the game where big men can work the post differently. It's not just, mm-hmm. you know, bully ball and, and you just try to outstrength guys or out, just you're oh, taller yeah. than everybody. Rim, yeah. He was he was small for his position, which was mm-hmm. incredible to watch. He was quicker than everybody else. He took on every opponent at his position head on, never backed down and was better than them. Like mm-hmm. David Robinson got worked. Like, I'm sorry, there's no <laughs> David Robinson, one of, the, one of the best centers in, in that conversation, right? We go, man, he's one of the best centers of all time. What he did, he but he got worked. Shaq got worked. Like athletic prime Shaq got worked, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just now athletic strength Shaq was different. That Like Lakers 2001 Shaq was yeah, that's a different. Whole other he was stronger animal. too. But yeah. athletic Shaq got worked, right? So um, I, I would say, yeah, he is the best center. His numbers back it up. It, it Everything about him, he, he played every game. It seemed like. He never let the team down and just represented the city with the utmost pride and respect as well. Absolutely. Absolutely agreed. Agreed with every word. You agree, GM, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, yeah. like like Michael Jordan said when he was picking his top five all time or his starting five, he was like, Hakeem, who are you going to get top 10 in points, rebounds, blocks, and steals from the center position? Nobody. You know, and he was like, he's the most multifaceted center. You know, he was the center that made, instead of going to the post, like facing up, then posting you up or going around and doing this, the crazy spin moves. I think he revolutionized that. And that's where a lot Absolutely. of modern players got their moves from mm-hmm. is Hakeem. They're not modeling their game off of Shaquille O'Neal. No, they're looking at Hakeem tapes going like, oh, so that's how he did that. That footwork right there. You know, there's a that's reason how it why. Goes. Sorry to cut you off, but there's a reason why so many of the younger guards in the NBA mm-hmm. or when they were, I don't know if they were younger, but like Kobe, LeBron, all these guys, they're not mm-hmm. younger at the point, but there's a reason why they're working out with Hakeem, not Shaq, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Like you can actually use that footwork in anybody's game, right? Like yeah. anybody can master that footwork of the dream shake. Mm-hmm. Um, they can master that footwork of facing up and then going to the dream shake. So like, it's just those are things you can actually use as opposed to Shaq's footwork, which is usually a drop step, right? A pump fake. And then you try to yep. do something like, like mm-hmm. that's okay. That's and what you learn in middle yeah. school, but you're just so much stronger than everybody. So um, yeah, that, that there's a reason why these guys work out with them. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah, absolutely agree. And before we completely close the book here on Akeem's career, you said you had a story to tell us before we started post career. Akeem. Give it to us. I want to okay, hear this it. is This is really post career. Okay. This okay. is, uh, 2008, 2009, roughly around there in that range. Okay. I get, I don't mean to cut you off real quick, but I guarantee you in 2008, 2009, he could still outwork half, half of the centers in the NBA. Just saying. <laughs> Probably not though, because this is where the story comes in. Unfortunately, oh, okay? Okay, This is not a good story. Oh no. Okay. Hakeem. This is, this is the day that I had to stop watching Hakeem Olajuwon play basketball. Okay. So about 2008, 2009, I, roughly around there, okay, like all blends together. But he used to work out at Lifetime Fitness in Sugarland with his buddy Frank. Uh, Frank was a track star at U of H. Um, they used to show up to Lifetime all the time, work out with, you know, they had a bunch of kids that they were training. And, you know, he would end up playing a few games, right? Like you're like, this is Hakeem. This is my childhood hero. I'm going to watch him play. I never played a game with him just out of respect. I was like, I can't do it. Like, they, I just couldn't bring myself to play against Hakeem Olajuwon. Like, that's just too much. So I would always watch him play right in between games that we're playing on the other side. And then one day I had to stop. I was like, I can't watch this anymore because there's a 5'9 kid who swatted Hakeem stuff out of bounds. Okay, like this wasn't just a block. My dude got swatted out, okay? And I was like, I can't. This is the greatest center of all time. This is my role model. This is my hero. And he just got worked by a 5'9 dude. I can't watch this anymore. So from that day forward, anytime Hakeem was there, I would never watch him again because that could not be my lasting memory of Hakeem. Like, that, I just can't do that, right? Yes. It's, it's not fair to Hakeem. It's not fair to me as a fan, as a Houston Rockets fan growing up. So that was the day that I stopped watching Hakeem play 
at Lifetime Fitness. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Keep it keep it real. You know, I have to say too because when you think about it and and if we switch gears for a second if we talk about longevity and people that are role models and heroes undertaker for instance i'm ha- i'm so happy he came back for his last match against aj styles because if his your lasting memory was against roman reigns if you guys remember that match was it what not in De- i don't remember if it was in dallas i can't yeah, it was WrestleMania 32 oh, no. or 33 but that, yeah that was dallas my wasn't it? goodness Maybe it was yeah dallas. it must should be dallas right but then I get memories of it's him of Reigns versus Lesnar, but I could be wrong. But anyways, yeah, Dallas, I'm assuming. But mm-hmm. I mean, Taker just looked like whore. like like. And I thought the first one you said, "Is that going to be my last?" I don't want to remember this. Like, no, yeah, you know, no. And then even with the Undertaker, I don't even remember that match. I just remember that guy's reaction afterwards. Right? Like oh. when you think of the Undertaker, you think of that yes. that, that fan who's like. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was just in shock like that that gif that I, we see on twitter all the time yeah that's what i think of as undertaker's yeah. lasting memory and that's not fair to that's, the undertaker that shouldn't exactly. be his lasting no. memory yeah it should You're be the right. american badass that's what his lasting memory should be there it is <laughs> with with a uh, limp biscuit running him down absolutely Our favorite iteration <laughs> Of Undertaker. <laughs> well, this, the worst this, one. this is an absolute amazing segue because we are gonna play a game with you, Raheel, and it is related to wrestlers and NBA players. Okay. We are gonna do this game real quick. I wanna I wanna ask you and the GM wrestler slash NBA player comparisons. I am gonna name out a wrestler, and you are gonna give me a an NBA player that is in comparison. Okay. <laughs> So the, this wrestler. All right. First, no, uh, do, do we understand the rules? Did I did I explain it well enough? I think so. Yeah, you yeah? did a good job. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you. By the way, I can't take credit for this. This is the GM's idea. So thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I love wrestling this a little too much. <laughs> and we know Raheel does too. So this is great. Not this a lot, of our, good. Not a lot of our good. guests are wrestling fans. So we're like, okay, when you come on, we, we got to do it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. First, first and foremost, the guy that uh, built the WWF, Hulk Hogan. Oh, are we going modern? Or we can go past everybody. Present, past present. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm gonna, hmm. I'm gonna go Larry Bird. Larry. Okay. I'm going Larry Bird or Magic Johnson. Either yeah, one. I was, I was gonna go with they, Magic, honestly. Because they built the NBA. Yeah. They were yeah. from that, from the drug era. So they where saved they were it. now. They, they saved it. Yeah, they the saved 70s. it. They made it. Yeah. They made it mainstream enough mm-hmm. to where you could hand it off to a Michael Jordan. You could hand yep. it off to the next group of guys and keep it going, right? Because before that, they were on tape delay. The NBA yep. Finals were tape delayed. You couldn't that's watch horrible. the NBA Finals live. Like that's mind blowing to me, right? Mm-hmm. But Hogan saved the WWE or WWF, right? Like he he was a draw. And Magic and Larry Bird, you can almost group them together, and that's Hogan. Yeah, I completely agree, agree with that I, statement. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I agree. Let's let's mm. move on here. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, oh. re, now to remind mm. you, when he hit that, when he hit that rocket, the rocket didn't last long. He was probably on top for five years. <laughs> so that that's something that that can maybe help us find an answer here, but. Ooh. Who is a player at the top of his game for just a very short time? Because I mean, I, I, when you I immediately just, think of yeah. Stone Cold, I wanted to go Michael or Kobe just because of the overall impact on oh, the league. Just the lasting yeah. impact. Oh, T Mac, Kenny? Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, I want to go. I still want to say Jordan. I think yeah, the me, impact that he had, yeah. he's like the greatest yeah. of all time. Mm-hmm. He changed the way the game is played. Yeah. Uh, not only from a from a on-court performance, but also off-court performance, like the merchandise that Stone Cold pushed, yeah. brought a whole new iteration of the WWE Attitude Era. Everyone was wearing yep. the 316 shirts, just like everybody was wearing Jordans. Jordans, yep. Right? Like, I, I think yeah. that's why. And then then you get the nat- like the next iteration of the guy who's still playing with him, because I know you're going to ask who's The Rock. And some people say the rock is the greatest, right? Like you yeah, can make yeah. an argument. The rock is that's the right, greatest. That's right. And some people, I'm not going to say LeBron, but I'm going to say Kobe, like, because yeah. they, they even played together for a couple of years. You're mm-hmm. learning from him. Like the rock talks about the matches with, uh, with stone cold, Steve Austin, what they meant to him. Um, so that's why, because of that next answer I'm going to give, I'm going to say stone cold is Jordan. But if we're just going off the five year, like he, he, he was well, so hot. 
Then no, it's Isaiah right, Thomas because uh, Isaiah Thomas yeah. was hot for a while, but yeah. he's not one like, but he's not one of the greats, right? Like it's not fair to put Stone Cold on Isaiah yeah. Thomas almost. Yeah, yeah but you know, but almost like. Yeah, but if you think about it, though, all the greats, they do play like a good period of time. Jordan, in all actuality, only played, what, 12 full seasons? Mm-hmm. When you think of greats, they'll, they'll last like 14, 15. So if we're going to go based on that, I can yeah. agree. <laughs> because that was hard. <laughs> that was hard. I was like, I can't put Stone Cold with Brandon Roy. Brandon no. Roy was dominant. <laughs> Brandon Roy was dominant for three years. Or Penny Hardaway. No, like Penny Hardaway was dominant. <laughs> Raheel's like, put some respect in my boy's name. Stone cold, man. Let's go. All right, you agree, GM? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's who I was going to go with. Is I mean, oh. you know, he's the GOAT. Agreed, agreed. Absolutely. Okay, so you already put my answer for the second guy, for the third guy, so let's move on. <laughs> the Rock. I was literally going to say The Rock. <laughs> I got Kobe as The Rock. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Got to agree. Got to agree. But I, what about LeBron? Could you put LeBron as The Rock? Roman. Ooh. Oh, well, that was Roman. You guys are killing me. That was going to be my next one. (laughs) Yeah, LeBron would be Roman Reigns because he's the next, the next great. Or actually, you know what? We should probably go Cena. Can I counter? Yeah, can I counter real quick? Cena should be uh, LeBron. And then whoever the next stud will be Roman. Is there still an opening for that? We don't know yet. Well, I do have something for that, though. Roman. Okay. okay, So my next thing was Roman Reigns. And the first thing I thought of was, remember how, like, a lot of people got sick of Roman from at the beginning, you know, like they were trying to push Mm. us, push him down the throats of like fans. I thought Mm. of Steph Curry. (laughs) Touche. The national media, the national, extremely remarkable national media loves him. But like the, the, the basketball heads are just like, come on, like, I've yeah, because he was, it, it was like oversaturated curry. Houston basketball heads. True. <laughs> because national, national writers love Steph Curry. Yeah. Well, they so absolutely well, adore him. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's he's he, he can do he can do no wrong in their eyes. Like I would compare like how Steph Curry is so beloved by the national media for the NBA. He is the JJ Watt of the NBA. Because JJ Watt can do no wrong. Yeah by any media members in the NFL. So I mean, whenever I'd say that, people hated me. Because I was like, Steph Curry is J.J. Watt. And, and people like, don't you ever put his name in the same sense. I'm just telling you, like, that's some real stuff right there, dude. Like, he can do no wrong. He's a saint in the so eyes of media. Uh, so we would have to find a guy, honestly, that is hated by actual basketball heads, but loved by casuals. Because that's what I feel mm. like Roman is. Actual yeah. wrestling fans hate yeah. Roman Reigns because we just yep. know he's getting... He's just getting this un, just ungodly push that every single time it's Roman Reigns, it's Roman's reign, yeah, is Roman, yeah. Roman, Roman, right? He's getting you know roles on, uh, roles with The Rock, and it, of yeah. course, a family tie helps out. That's uh, what I'm say, trying to think of. Who it, basketball I'll, heads hate? I would consider it like maybe like LeBron James on the Heat because when he joined the Heat, everyone hated him. You know, mm-hmm. and like you know, I wouldn't say the players, I guess per se, but the media was just sick of him. They were just like, "Yo, he went to." Miami, you know, and that was before the whole moving into big three type thing, you know. What about but, Russell Westbrook as Roman Reigns? Oh, uh, there because you go. I think There's all one. basketball heads are like, oh, triple double, blah blah blah. But yeah, every casual fan loves him, like, he's just one of the most popular guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, and he's a performer, like, dude, dude puts on every single night, he's yeah. great, he's an awesome person. Um, he's just getting the, he just got this great push from the NBA right after Durant left and he yeah, backed it up like Roman Reigns still backs it up. He's still really good in the ring. I think. Oh, he's great. Let's not right? take like, I think he's, he's, he's good. He understands yeah. how to work and all that stuff. And he just got this. He just keeps getting these pushes. Right. And that's just what it is. But guys hate him for some reason. well i'm starting to like him now he's a heel uh he's a heel he's working with paul Heyman. i mean come on you can't ask for anything better last but not least let's move on here the one of the greatest performers in wrestling history gotta go undertaker Ooh, (laughs) lasting legacy loyalty someone who didn't switch dirk Nowitzki, maybe or like reggie miller like if you were considering like loyalty in the Mm. sense of co could you really put Taker with Kobe, you know, because he stayed no, on the same team as no. well. Hakeem, put him with Hakeem. Oh, I was gonna say Hakeem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Hakeem is a natural yeah. thing. But you know, like I was no. thinking of so many other names. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say Hakeem on that one. 
That's my fault. We're a Houston Rockets podcast. I failed <laughs> terribly. So John Cena is LeBron James, then, right? Yeah, we're going to have to go so. there. Like, he's great. Yeah. He's great. He changed. I think John Cena changed the WWE as well, like in a different way. He brought in a more, even more mainstream crowd. They reprogrammed the WWE because of John Cena. They started going PG as opposed to the yeah. old PG 13, almost rated R stuff. It was all about bringing more kids. The merchandise started leaning more towards the kids. You didn't have aggressive T-shirts. Uh, it was all about John Cena, the belts, right? The spinning belts and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. that's what LeBron did. Like LeBron changed the way the NBA is looked at, and he brought in more younger guys, and and just became this thing of like oh, LeBron. Like everybody wants to watch LeBron, but at the same time, enough people hate him. You're like kind of corny. Like, come on, yeah, John Cena is corny, true. right? He's yeah. corny. They've been LeBron. Yeah. You're like, it's come like, on, it's like they wanted him to turn heel, you know? Yeah. It's like, but he never did. He it's never like, could. On. Yeah, he's he's a better yeah. face. He's a better face. Like, you just can't do it. The yeah, Miami stuff, we all knew LeBron. It, it didn't naturally fit him. You're right there. Yeah. It's he it, John Cena's LeBron James. I think that's the best one. I agreed. Agreed. I yeah. think we I think we nail I think we hit all the nails on the head here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on here. But before we move on, we need to let you all know and give you guys a public service announcement. We understand with the pandemic starting to go down just a little bit with vaccines going on. Don't get us wrong. We are so happy um, that the vaccines have been rolling out. People can start coming together again. Texas is reopening. Houston's reopening. We are so happy to know that uh, Minute Maid Park is reopened to full capacity. So that's a dub. Uh, Toyota Center has been open. So that's a dub. And when that happens, obviously everyone wants to celebrate, right? That's the one thing you want to do. You want to get together with your friends, maybe some family members that you haven't seen in a while. And what are you going to do when you're over 21? You're going to enjoy a nice drink here and there, a beer, some alcohol, maybe a glass of wine. Of course, we understand that. It's a cause for celebration, especially with all the stuff that we've been dealing with. But of course, with everything that you are, whether you are in Minute Maid, whether you are at uh, Toyota Center, whether you're at a friend's house or you're at a bar, make sure that you are not driving home drunk and you have an action plan to get home safely. Are you going to take one for the road? What did that last drink cost you exactly? Thousands of dollars in legal and court costs? Your license? And possibly your job when you're arrested for driving drunk? The Summit State of Mind reminds you that the law enforcement is always out every single day protecting everyone from drunk drivers. If you are watching a Rockets or an Astros game, celebrate responsibly and don't take a chance because chances are you will be caught. You can designate a sober driver. You can call an Uber or call a family member or friend from home or take a ride straight to jail. Remember, you drink and drive, you lose. Let's move on here and continue on with the podcast. We're going to go home on a game, but not just any old game. We're going to do a Mount Rushmore. But once again, not any not any random Mount Rushmore. This is not about tops in terms of your superstars. It's going to be a very interesting version of our Mount Rushmore. So stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of fun with myself, the GM, and Raheel Ramzanali here on the Summit State of Mind. All right, so let's move on here. One more game. We ha- let's we talked about it in our prior episode with you, Reheal, but the GM wanted to bring it back because I think it'd be so fun. Uh, let's do role player Rushmore. GM, give the rules. Let let, let us know what so, the rules are. So, like for me, I was like, I wanted to go to see who everyone's favorite role players are because everyone has a different type of role player mm. that they love. Like my favorite scrubs for the Astros, Tony Eusebio, Hank Conger. Do you ever see people talk about those type of, you know, because we all have the, the guys that we fell in love with, um, like the guys on the bench who cheer the most, like who remembers Randy Brown in 96 trying to grab the ball from MJ at the championship. You know, my older brother, he would always be like, oh, Randy Brown's your favorite player, Justin. I'm like, no, he's not. But I love Randy Brown. <laughs> you know, not get it twisted. So, I mean, in regards like role players, everyone has a different opinion. So I wanted to see what you guys who you guys love and adore as your favorite four role players for the Rockets, non-starter. They had to be at best a sixth man. That takes as that a role takes player. It, that yeah. Oh, that's hard. Because role Unless, player could no role okay, player okay, could be okay, a starter. Okay, you know, you know what? We'll do this. We'll do one no, starter. No all-star selection. 
no all stars. That's, sure. that's better. Oh, man, that's still hard. No, no all stars. <laughs> I mean, you know, they don't even have to be go statistically no great. They could just be someone like, you know, a lovable personality who didn't love Mucci. You know what I mean? Like okay. in regards to that. Like, we'll okay, go- I'll start. I, I got you. I got you. I'll All go. Right, okay. I'll, I'll start. I'll throw the first one out. Um, PJ Tucker was- for me. Okay. Yes. No all stars. Okay. He is. A, he did start, but I think he is mm-hmm. the ultimate role player. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario Eli. Mario Eli. He was mm-hmm. on your, he was on your rocket rush. Yeah. Too, he so would have gotta to be, put him yeah, there. I got to put him there. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Ron Artest, when he was with the Rockets, was not an all-star. Does that count? <laughs> Even though he, you know what? Hey, man, the genesis Artest. of your show is based on Ron Artest. Man. You know, I need to get you back on for that. I need to hear all because me and the GM remember. Side note: Art, your very first. We were so excited. We were like, "No layups!" Oh, they're total. They named the show after Ron Artest's exclamation. Like, come on! Yes. <laughs> okay, he, we, I got a ton of stories, man, about Ron. Ron's like one of the coolest dudes, man. Like, I I love Ron. I think he's just the nicest guy too. God, I remember. Remember that that year was such a fun year. It was God, like, it was the year. best year. I, I think yeah. it was the best year of the Rockets covering the Rockets for me. It was just like because I would hang out with Ron literally every game. Like I, after the game, he would come talk trash to me. He pranked me pretty hard one time too. Um, when he was with the Lakers, I'll give you a quick story. So yeah. when he was with the Lakers, <laughs> I was doing a night show, and one of our reporters got. So, man, this is like so confusing and so stupid. I fell for it. So we used to do post game <laughs> calls after the game with the players because we knew them so well. They're like, yeah, we'll call in. So he went to the Lakers. Uh, no, was he with the Rockets? or La- I'm trying to remember. No, he's, he was with the Lakers. So okay. he was with the Lakers at the time. He goes into the Lakers ro- uh, locker room. Juan does our reporter. And he's like, hey, uh, Raheel wants to talk to you. So he's like, yeah, cool. He's like, absolutely. So he comes on and he goes, yeah, this is Luis Scola. <laughs> I'm like, what? We're like, I thought we had Ron Artest. He goes, no, this is Louis Scola. So I was like, okay, I guess that's Louis Scola. So I interviewed him like he was Louis Scola. And then afterwards, no. Juan calls back and he goes, yo, that was Ron Artest. I'm like, what are you talking about? And like Ron did this horrible Louis Scola impression and I fell for it. Because over the phone, you can't tell. Like it's just of course, it yeah. so blurry almost. Yeah. But yeah that, so I love Ron Artest for that. So that's three. Mm-hmm. Number four. Ooh. It's always our fourth. Yeah, the fourth we one is thrown. hard. We always get thrown. Yeah. Uh, does Sam Cassell count? Yep. Yeah, he didn't start. He started like a little bit in 96, okay. but he's not a starter. He's on there. But I'm man, I'm going with I'm going with Carl Herrera. Yeah. <laughs> our boy, the amigo. The amigo. Carl Herrera. <laughs> God, I love because he's the goat. Carl Herrera is my man. I love him. (laughs) After the first championship at Sharpstown Mall, they were doing a a Hakeem sign autograph signing, and there was like ten thousand people. I swear it was impossible. My dad dropped me off there. I waited in line for like five hours. Didn't get an autograph. I'm bummed. Walking back to my car, I had a Houston Rockets watch. I still have it. It's a championship watch with a red uh, leather band. I'm walking back. I'm bummed. And then this guy comes up to me, goes, oh, you didn't get a chance to meet Hakeem? I'm like, no. He goes, well, I'm Carl Herrera. I'll sign your watch. <laughs> he Whoa! signed my watch, and I still have it. I that should have pulled it down, but it's in my story. <laughs> yeah, so Carl's always going to be – he's going to be super dope to me, so I love him. I'm God. shocked. I'm shocked. I love that. I love it. That's a great story, man. He's got to yeah, be your like, four. That's, that's my four. That's my four right there. Just oh, for that man. alone. All right. Okay, G- give it to me. Give it to me one time, uh, GF. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to go with this first guy that you said, PJ. Because Kenny knows that I'm a huge – I was a huge PJ Tucker advocate, even when he was in Phoenix. I was like, we uh, need this guy yeah. we on the Rockets him, yeah. alongside He used to bother James so much. Yes, he did. Like 2013, 2014, like PJ just killed him. Um, so PJ Tucker at one. Number two, I'm going to go Matt Bullard. Love Matt Bullard. If I can model my game, my basketball game after anyone, Kenny, you know. It's Matt Bullard. I camp around the three-point line. R.I.P. Matt Bullard, by the way. R.I.P. <laughs> I Rest know. In peace. Not deserved. Yeah, he, like, he didn't what, die. He didn't die. He's not. On. He's just not working with AT&T Sports. Just letting know those listeners yeah. don't freak he out. He died a Houston <laughs> Rockets death. Yes. God. I agree. Poor agreed. guy. I, I was so sad when I read that. That really bummed me out because I loved his how animated he was. He was so passionate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his agreed, game. Agreed. Loved, loved, loved his game. Okay. Now I'm going to go Sam 
at the three. Obviously, okay. it's my favorite rocket ever um, outside of the greats. Number four, see, I don't know. There's a lot of scrubs that I would like or like role players that I would like to go with, you know, like uh, a Gerald Green. How can you not love Gerald Green? Nobody repped Houston like him, you know, yeah. or we could go with like just a random name. Like I could be like, I never recall watching Eldridge or Kasner, but who <laughs> has, who has a name like Eldridge or Kasner? Let's Nobody be real forgets here. that name. Yes. You know, Roger <laughs> Rhodes, you know, Roger <laughs> Rhodes played in the PBA, Kenny in the Philippines, you know? Yep. Okay. Um, it's like, I want to go, I low key want to go Pete Chilcut. Chilcut was the man. I loved Chili Pete, Chil- man. Chil- yeah. Chil- mm-hmm. Chili Pete was my dude. Um, but I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I think I got to go Gerald because no one repped Houston like him. Yeah. And when he got on the court, like, you know, A-Leaf, you know, Southwest A-Leaf, Texas, baby, you know, got nothing was, but love. He was for the so game. frustrating to watch, but man, he, yes. he played so hard. He, played, he always played hard and he mm-hmm. held his own against the, yeah. the greatest arguably team. the greatest team of all time so mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. agreed all he right, made real, his minutes count absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. all right let me go real quick with my role player my role player watch more because i already had it in my head one trevor reza if i could go trevor reza for all four i would go trevor reza all four <laughs> trevor reza number one shane battier number two oh shaner that's, that's a good shane one. battier number shane two is great He's Number PJ three. Tucker before PJ. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's true. If you want to add PJ Tucker, if the if you want to put a hybrid together, uh, might would be my number three, Chuck Hayes. <laughs> okay, I love Chuck Hayes. Hey, Dude, man, Chuck Hayes. Chuck, Chuck Hayes worked nice his tail guy. off too. The original, Dude, yeah, the I original think, small ball I, center. I tell you that story where I saw him at Baker Street drinking by himself on a random Friday yeah, night. He said he I was sad. just like, poor Chuck Hayes. I don't know why he was just sitting down by himself. I said, hey Chuck, and he was like. Hey, man. I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't have said hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously, you wanted to be alone. Yeah. Uh, I guess for number four, I got to go. I got to go into the past for this one. Uh, just for funsies, just because Rudy T would absolutely like rip his warm ups and jersey off on a consistent basis. Got to go. Scotty Brooks. Just for the <laughs> hell of it. Yeah. Like he was just there for animated purposes. Like literally. I mean, I knew he helped out the team. I knew he played decently when he got on the court, but like. He was there to basically get his jersey ripped off by Rudy T because when Rudy T gets frustrated. So gotta love it. Good stuff on the on the role player Rushmore once again. And we're gonna we're gonna use that as the go home of the podcast. Raheel, once again, thank you so much. Thanks again. My, my, man. my pleasure. Already, thank you guys. You're like a, I should just re-nickname you the congressman. You're just you're just <laughs> you're just hooking it up over here. <laughs> Raheel, before before we dip out of here, do you have I know you got your plugs, my man? Yeah, absolutely. Love a good plug, man. Follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Raheel doing things. Uh, by the time this podcast airs on the 23rd, I'm doing something really cool for, um, you know, men's health. So uh, my urologist, a lot of guys don't talk about their urologist. Like I'm, I'm 36 years old, right? So like I'm in that age range of where you guys start focusing on your health a little bit more. So I'm doing a talk about men's health in the AAPI community, something that impacts all of us on this show right now Mm -hmm. um, with Dr. Tristan Grimaldo of the Y factor. So they're uh, they're a group of urologists here in the city of Houston. Dr. Grimaldo is awesome. He hoops. He can shoot. He can shoot the rock. Now he's pretty good. So uh, we were like, I was talking to him and he's a friend of mine. I was like, man, you know, we need to get more younger guys interested in their health, their urological health, not just like working out and stuff. So on the 23rd, I'm doing an Instagram live with him where we're going to talk about the men's health gap in AAPI communities and just like what we face. Right. So uh, make sure you tune into that. That's on June 23rd at noon on my Instagram at Raheel doing things. Fantastic, dude. That's dude. That's awesome. We're going to be tuning in for sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That sounds that sounds fantastic. And of course, I'll put the plugs in towards the end. Once again, Raheel, Rams and Ali, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, doing big things as always. <laughs> My pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Big thanks, absolute big time thanks to Mr. Raheel Ramzanali, aka Heezy, for coming back on our podcast, The Summit State of Mind. We really appreciate that. And with that said, this is the end of the podcast. We appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for your continued support. We would not be doing this if it wasn't for y'all. So we give big shout outs and thank yous for that. And thank you for following us and continuing your support. We really, really, from the bottom of our hearts, 
really appreciate it. Uh, real quick, be sure to follow Raheel Ramzanali. You can follow him on Instagram or Twitter at Raheel Doing Things. That's right, at Raheel, R-A-H-E-E-L, Doing Things. Definitely great content there, great follow as well. You can watch him on the internet, no layups on ABC 13. Once again, uh, Big time thanks for him for coming on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. And be sure to follow us as well at Summit State of Mind underscore pod on Instagram or on Twitter at Summit S-O-M pod. We're finally live on Twitter as well. And on Instagram, we are posting our content, everything from our stories to everything, anything that is breaking news regarding the Houston Rockets. Obviously, Jay Sean Tate getting on the all-rookie first team. Whoop, whoop. We're going to give big thanks to that and the anniversary of Akeem Olajuwon getting drafted so we are very happy about that as well so we always appreciate the support once again so please give us a follow at summit state of mind underscore pod on instagram at summit som pod on twitter and with that said you can also follow our good friends snt pod aka shots and thoughts they are not currently active right now but you can go back all the way to their past episodes including the one where myself and the gm got on the mandela effect and you can also play uh, also play along with them. They play games. They learn about new topics that uh, life-wise. And of course, to top it all off, they drink. That's just a recipe for hilarious success. So they are they are also fantastic. Give a follow to the Sports Trap Podcast as well. They they don't just give out uh, Houston Rocket stuff, but they also cover all Houston sports. So give them a follow as well. We can all use the continued support, and we really appreciate it. Everything counts from y'all, and we really, once again, appreciate that. So, like I said, with the pandemic going on, it's not it's not as active anymore, It's which is fantastic. Vaccines are rolling out. We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Texas has reopened. Houston is reopening. We cannot... Uh, express our sincere gratitude and we really appreciate that but if you're not feeling well be sure to wear your mask be sure to wash your hands still for 20 seconds covid has not died off yet it is still here it is ever present so be sure to do that you can wash your hands for 20 seconds listen to ray talk smack about eg for 20 seconds and you can go ahead and do that and of course take care of yourselves and once again take care of each other new episodes are always going to be posted summit state of mind on tuesday that's right tuesday tuesday you know what that means a brand new episode of the summit state of mind so every tuesday we'll be pumping out new content pumping out new episodes if you have any suggestions please hit us up we would love to know hit us up on instagram or twitter love to hear y'all's feedback that's always important to us with that said we're gonna cap off here and close by saying good night see you next week the summit 